Are you ready? I'm ready. Cue the strums drums. Welcome back to Gilmore to Consider with Tara and Haley. I'm Tara. This is Haley. Hi, Haley. Hi, Tara. We're continuing music week this week. I know. What a fun time. I know. I love it so much. A couple of our besties reached out to us in our DMs about a a few things regarding our episode on Tuesday, but specifically about one thing that we called into question, which was whether or not Manic Monday was played during Gilmore Girls series. Mm -hmm. And it was never actually played. But remember, Lorelai says to Gigi's just another Manic Monday. She did. In season five. Yeah. I remember I remembered something along those lines, but like don't all remember the for her to say it too. I know, to literally Gigi. to Gigi. <laughs> she knew the vibe. Yeah, for sure. So it, it was there, but not there. You know what I mean? Like it was in there, but it wasn't actually yeah. playing. But like the song itself always makes me think of Gilmore Girls, not because of that moment. Yeah. It brings me back to like season one vibes, you know, but definitely yeah, totally. not like season five vibes. Yeah. Oh, but I love that so much. Me too. And then the other thing that someone brought up, which I absolutely loved and completely forgot about in season three, one's got class and the other one dies mm-hmm. when Lorelai goes to Luke's because they're about to go to the school to do that yeah. talk. She pulls out a shirt and she's like, are you a Buffett head? And he's like, no, I've only been to like one of his concerts or something no, like that. And she I goes, forgot. you like Jimmy Buffett? He's so mellow. And I forgot about that. I totally forgot. Luke loves Steely Dan and Jimmy Buffett. There you go. Oh, Oh my gosh. But I still feel like they're still defining him by his lack of taste in music. Truly. But like, uh, Jimmy Buffett, like that hits right sometimes, you know? You're it really does. Beach, like. Oh my God! Brett was in Escape to Margaritaville on Broadway. Was he? He that was. was the most chaotic musical I've ever seen. Same. Oh like my when God! When they fly up into the sky. Yeah, during Cheeseburger in Paradise. Yeah. I know. We were talking about it the other day because I made cheeseburgers and he was singing with Hello Fresh from my yeah. Hello Fresh box. I made cheeseburgers. Were they good? Oh, they were so good. Yeah. And he brought up Cheeseburger in Paradise, and I was like, "Remember your friend Lisa to go up on those like she pulleys? Yeah, she literally yeah. flew through the sky. So if anyone good hasn't time. seen that. <laughs> Please Google like it. Nonsense. <laughs> so funny. Anyway, oh, yeah. But we're not here to talk about the music in Gilmore Girls on this episode. Right. We are here to talk about music that kind of reminds us of Gilmore Girls. You were speaking right. to your Stars Hollow playlist in the last episode, and how not all of it is comprised of songs that were in the show, but songs that moreover make you feel like you're in Stars Hollow. And one of the major artists who has influenced that playlist for you is Taylor Swift, who you know that I know nothing about <laughs> or next to nothing about. Not yeah, nothing. You, you know a few of her albums. You know 1989 yeah. and Folklore. I do. Um, and I feel like a lot of people take her music and give it to these characters and give them a new life outside of the show um, because you fall so deeply in love with these characters mm-hmm. and the relationships that they have For sure. and the things that they're going through so that when you see an artist like Taylor Swift who writes such emotional songs that you can then connect them to those songs and I realize so much of the time when people get upset about like if we hate on Team Jess or people hate on Team Logan or Dean or anyone it's because like they've put the thought process of not just being within the world of the show, Mm -hmm. but like the things that they enjoy outside of it, for example, Taylor Swift. Mm -hmm. So it's like, if I, if someone were to say like, this song is about Jess Mm. and I say, I don't like Jess, but they've put all of this thought process into like 
the external world of Gilmore Girls so that like you're telling them that like all of these things are invalid because people have such an emotional connection to the world of Gilmore Girls through these songs. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, the album Midnight's is coming out this week. So there's a lot of talk on of Taylor on TikTok right now, mm-hmm. like as if there's not normally. I was going to um, say that, that's just about- a regular Wednesday. <laughs> About which characters would listen to Taylor Swift. Mm. And a lot of people had a lot of thoughts on this. And something that a lot of people have called into question is how perhaps the Gilmore Girls would feel about Taylor Swift. And we had a bestie call in with this exact question. Hey, ladies. Um, I've been watching your podcast since the beginning. Um, and Or listening to your podcast. And I've been watching Gilmore Girls forever. Um, I actually named my daughter Lorelai, but to get to it, um, I just listened to your guys' podcast, and I heard that you guys were going to be talking about Taylor Swift and Gilmore Girls, and I have a little bit of a hot take. Um, I think that the Gilmore Girls would have hated on Taylor Swift. They hated on a lot of things in the show, and I feel like she would have been one of them. Like, she would have been something that they made fun of for people thinking that she was, like, like, she made good music. I don't know. That's my hot take. Love you guys. Bye. First of all, I love that she named her daughter Lorelai. I know. I mean, oh, come on. Oh, so, so sweet. sweet. But I have to say, and I think you're going to agree because I saw the TikTok you did about this. Yeah. I don't really think that's too hot a take. It's not. It's especially after the whole episode that we had this past Tuesday. They ha- they're music snobs. They're complete music snobs none of them would have liked taylor swift i think almost next to none of them none of them i loved your tiktok it it came up hilariously on my for you page which i was like oh Oh, cool yeah usually comes up on my friends page because we're friends girly i know i was like oh look at who's that girl it was so funny because i was like yes yes none of these people would like taylor swift like let's be real they're music snobs they're totally music snobs they're like elitist about their music and it's like they're so pretentious in a lot of the things that they like and a lot of the opinions that they share about Mm -hmm. the music they don't like but that all came from me who's like loves taylor swift i'm literally wearing a taylor swift sweatshirt and underneath it there's a taylor swift t-shirt like no i know we all know how much you i I double layered for taylor today yeah no it's it they would not they would honestly probably make fun of her music and that's what i like went through is like lorelei and rory just like would not touch her with a 10-foot pole like they would make fun of her for writing breakup songs I feel the same about like every character because a lot of people say that Jess would really like folklore that he would be really into like the storytelling and the lyrics I'm like that kid would not touch anything to do with Taylor Swift he would make fun of you for liking Taylor Swift it would be like when Lindsay brings up liking Matchbox 20 exactly and Branch and he's like geez yeah Anytime an she eye roll up. if I've ever seen yeah. one you know what I think that he would like folklore if folklore was a book of poems Fair. I I could totally see that. If, it didn't if, have her name on it. Uh, if folklore was a book of poems by T.S. Folklore, I don't know. You know, like <laughs> it, he would totally get down. Yeah, he'd totally. be like, "This is great." By William Bowery. Yeah, I I think so too. Because I think that the thing about the comment section of this, of like people were like upset, they thought that their favorite characters would like their favorite artist. But one of the reasons why I feel like they wouldn't like her is because of like their internalized misogyny. That like just thinking about the way that they talk about like Jessica Simpson and like other women in pop culture at the time, um, like they were so derogatory towards them all the time that like it would take someone getting close enough to her music to 
get into the deeper stuff to see the lyrics to see mm-hmm, it for what mm-hmm. it is and not just see her as like an image which is sad but it's the fact of the matter because like mm. people are all people kept saying that Jess would like the lyrics Jess would like the poetry of it mm-hmm. but he first would have to get past shake it off and blank space literally like he'd have to get there to it and I just don't think that he ever would because like what a punk no absolutely not um I did say that Lindsay would love Taylor Swift Lindsay Clara your favorite person in the world she would hear cold as you and should have said no and play them so loud thinking about her ex Dean oh yeah and you know yeah. should have said no should have gone home should have thought twice for you let it all go uh-huh she would she would live and die over that I think yeah I think Clara would like 1989 because of that one scene in season five mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> where she's she, playing like Avril Lavigne or Cle- Kelly yeah. Clarkson or some I forget who is playing I think it's Avril Lavigne yeah and then I can't remember what artist it is but Rory's like we should get her some like Ramones or something like that mm-hmm, where she's mm-hmm. being very judgmental about Clara's good taste in music <laughs> yeah I also think that and and this kind of speaks to like the age that I think that Taylor Swift appeals to but I I think that April Nardini would be like a closeted T-Swift fan but you know who I think would be like the number one T-Swift fan would wear a t-shirt all over town TJ <gasps> Oh my would he god! Not you're... he would be blasting. He take... would love. He would oh my be god. blasting. Shake it off. Okay, there all weren't day. a lot of like addendums to my thought process in the comment section that I agreed with, but that one TJ would totally show up. He would be playing Reputation at the Renaissance, Fair. literally, <laughs> and he would get like fined or whatever they For do sure. to people who are off theme at the Renaissance Fair. Absolutely. Um, I, I did think you were going to say Kirk because a lot of people said that for some reason, like unbeknownst to anyone, that Kirk would just know like every fact about her life and be able to just like spit it out for But you know why he would reason. know that? He would know that because I think Lulu would like Taylor Swift. Totally. He would, he went like full send in it, into it because mm-hmm. she loved like Speak Now. Mm-hmm. Um, the other person that someone added was Miss Patty would love her for her like, like for the press that she gets or yeah, for the gossip. People, yeah. She would like to follow her like personal life, the tabloids, like every like mm-hmm. all of the drama. She would have known everything about like the Oh squad. yeah. Same with Babette. Yeah, and everything with, like, all of her romances. They yeah. would love that. Yeah, it's like when Babette's like, you can watch those four girls talking dirty on the TV. Like, that would be her <laughs> talking about Taylor Swift. Yeah, exactly. But all of the other ones that people, because people said, like, Paris would be a closeted Swifty. Oh, she might be. But I just, like, I don't know. I think that that's the thing is, like, I think you would have to let these girls mostly girls or these characters get close enough to her to see why they would like her because ultimately they would Mm -hmm. i think that lorelei would ultimately like taylor swift but that's also coming from me who does love taylor swift and you know is obsessed with her but i just don't think she would ever let herself get close enough. no because i don't think that they pride themselves on being mainstream yeah our pretentious girlies (laughs) and I think that is a huge reason why people stay away from Taylor Swift's music is because she's very mainstream and I take issue with that sometimes because I think that then that turns into like, oh, Taylor Swift is a bad, is a bad songwriter. And I'm like, I completely disagree with that. Patently not. She's not a bad songwriter. She's a great songwriter. But I think that people tend to stay away from her music because she has such an ever evolving fandom, which is so ironic to me. Yeah. Um, It's almost like people don't want to join because there's too many people on the bus. (laughs) And I'm like, (laughs) okay. It's super fun. We're having a great time here. But speaking of people on the bus, we have more besties who called in (laughs) about... (laughs) 
<laughs> about the fandom buzz. Taylor Swift. Hi, girlies. It's Sophie again. Um, I was, I've just been loving every single episode you guys have been putting out. It is so fun. I have horses at my house that I love doing, taking care of them, doing all the chores while listening to you guys. Um, I am also a huge fan of Taylor Swift, so I'm so excited to doing an episode about that. Um, my question for you guys is just, is Taylor Swift, just her entity, her as a person, if she was a character on Gilmore Girls, who do you think she'd be friends with? Like, how do you think she'd fit into this town? All of that. Um, that's my question. I hope you have a good rest of your day. Bye. Okay, so I have thoughts about this, but do you want to go first? Um, sure. I... I'm not entirely sure, to be honest. Okay. Um, It's one of those things that, like, I feel like I'm so close to her in the sense of, like, I'm not close to her at all. Just, like, you know, mentally, like, so invested in her that to put her into my other favorite thing is a lot harder than I thought it would be. Interesting. Like, I want to put her in Stars Hollow, Mm -hmm. but I think that I would probably end up putting her, like, at Yale. Interesting. Okay. And, like, the Yale pals, like... Taylor and the Life and Death Brigade, maybe. Can I tell you what my answer is? Yeah, please do. (laughs) I think that Taylor would be the town troubadour at Yale. (gasps) She would be, like, the girl who plays outside of Yale, like, she's trying to make money. And, like, she'd be a student at Yale, but, like, would also be, like, trying to kind of put her music out there. And she would have her guitar case out, and she would be narrating Rory's life at Yale. Oh, my God. The way that the town troubadour narrates the Gilmore Girlies life in Stars Hollow. I love that so much. We were both Yale vibes for this for some reason. Well, I wanted to put her in a town troubadour role because I feel like that's kind of the role she plays within the fandom. Yeah. You know, like the current fandom, because obviously she wasn't really around for most of Gilmore Girls. But, you know, I feel like there's such a tonal shift when Rory goes to college that really separates out Rory's life from Lorelai's in a way that we haven't seen before. We've talked about this on the pod. Yeah. That I feel like having someone else to narrate musically what's going on in her world outside of the town would be really cool to see. Oh my gosh, I'm obsessed with that. Do you think that in partings in season six, she would head to Stars Hollow to Oh my God, that would be hilarious. That would be (laughs) hilarious if she just showed up and Rory was like, what the fuck are you doing here? Yeah. Go home. (laughs) I need you at Yale. LOL. Rory, who's at Yale. Yeah, literally. (laughs) She doesn't have her her backtrack, her soundtrack. Yeah. Oh my God, I love that so much. Oh yeah, I just, I immediately was like school, school vibes. Like well, she's young. Academic background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. I love that so much. <laughs> right? Very fun. Yeah, it just feels like someone else because what we talked about in the last episode was the La La's like connecting the two of them. Mm-hmm. But the troubadour is a little bit like of a different externalization of what they're going through. Yeah. Well, because so he's that. exclusive to Stars Hollow. Yeah. We don't hear him outside of the town. Yeah. Like come back, be here mm-hmm. when. Uh, Taylor sings um, about going to London is like what's playing as you know Rory and Logan are walking through and mm-hmm. he's going to London yeah mm. love love <laughs> so much in parting <laughs> Taylor Swift is just outside in the hallway yeah taxi cabs on busy streets <laughs> in the hallway wait does Taylor Swift live on their floor <laughs> no she's just there she's just there 
I was in my mind. It was like the scene was a little different. They were outside. <laughs> I love it. Oh, I love yeah, it so that much. Kills me. Oh my god. But great question. Uh, I for me, it was kind of a no brainer. Yeah. I really for thought you were going to have the same answer as me. That's why I asked you to go first. I was getting there. I was you were. Ill. You were ill. You know. I was. I was close. I was close. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Speaking of associating songs with characters, let's hear from our next bestie. Hi, besties. Um, this is Abigail. Um, I wanted to call in and leave a question for y'all. Um, this is specifically towards Haley because I know that she's a diehard Swifty, but Tara, of course, is welcome to answer. Um, so I am also a Swifty, so I was wondering if y'all had any particular people in the show, characters in the show, that you associated with any of Taylor Swift's particular albums or songs. So if you do, I'd love to hear your take on it. And I love your podcast so much. It is just genuinely my comfort podcast. Love the show. I love you all. Thank you so much. And I'll talk to you later. Love you. Bye. Well, that's really sweet. When people say we're that were their comfort podcast like it makes me I know cry I know because I, literally I love nothing except for like my comfort things mm-hmm. so like to think that I and you are someone's comfort thing I know that's like most reasons why I cry every day I know um. <laughs> now I'm gonna I'm gonna hand the floor over to you because kind of speaking to what Abigail said like I don't really have an answer here and I feel like you're yeah. more of the expert on this topic so I I give the floor to you my friend <laughs> Do you remember that trend that used to go around on TikTok that was like, what's something that you could talk about uninterrupted for an hour? That this um, is it's with this. no preparation. It's, it's this, this. Um, because like I have like a note on my phone of like as they come through. Um, but the saddest thing is I was making a lot of TikToks with scenes from Gilmore Girls, mm-hmm. um, putting Taylor Swift songs behind them. Much of what we talked about in the last episode that doesn't happen on the show, which is like pop songs like behind dramatic moments. Um, And I had made about like 25 of them, Um, but I updated my app last month and all of them are gone. I remember when this happened. Oh my God. I would lose myself if I had put that much effort into things that just went bye-bye. And like speaking of comfort things, that's kind of like what I do when I'm kind of just like not doing anything or kind of stressed. I'll Mm -hmm. like, you know, put a Taylor Swift song behind a Gilmore Girls clip. For sure. (laughs) Just because it's like, I, I love doing that. Um... So, like, I have a lot of them, but I'm really sad because I lost so many videos. I'm so sorry. Uh, It's okay, you know. Um, It's all up here, but... It is. It truly is. It's locked away. It's safe. (laughs) But to that effect, um, I feel like most times when people, like, associate Taylor Swift songs with Gilmore Girls, they do it with the relationships, you know, the boys. Like, makes sense. Oh, yeah. But we had asked our besties about this a while ago about what songs they associate with Gilmore Girls characters and scrolling back through um you guessed it everyone said like every song there was like not any songs that were missed everyone put every song which just like goes to show how much people like love Taylor and Gilmore Girls and like I know that the Venn diagram of that is not a perfect circle because there are some people it definitely is not definitely do not like it (laughs) do not like us talking about it and it's just but so many people love it oh yeah for sure One of the things that people said was, like, for Lorelai and Rory, I don't know if you remember this song from her debut album, which is I'm Only Me When I'm With You. No, but I love the sentiment. That's so cute. That's about what it is. It's, um, I'm only up when you're not down, don't want to fly when you're still on the ground. And it just, like, 
you are the wind beneath my wings truly that's exactly what the sentiment of the song is and it's just it's old school taylor and i just feel like the person who wrote that like when i saw that i was like that's exactly what it is because so many people miss like the rory and lorelei of it all you know i agree i agree Haley, I feel like most of our followers already know that we don't really drink alcohol, but we do love a fun beverage. Oh, we do. Both of us think a fun beverage and a chill night is the epitome of a good time, especially when that drink is a recess mood, which is a delicious sparkling water infused with functional ingredients like mood lifting magnesium and stress balancing adaptogens. So you can relax without the alcohol. I drink mine every night while reading, of course. Tara, tell everyone how you enjoy yours. Honestly, I usually drink mine while we're recording the podcast. (laughs) It's my favorite way to enjoy a recess. And all of our besties can get 15% off the Recess Mood sampler pack at takearecess.com slash GTS. Recess Mood is made with real fruit and comes in four delicious flavors like strawberry rose and raspberry lemon. But my personal favorite is the grapefruit tangerine. And with only 20 calories and no added sugar, it's the perfect way to chill. You deserve a healthier way to unwind. Head to takearecess.com slash GTS and get 15% off Recess Mood, your go-to alcohol replacement. I don't know what it is, but cowboy boots are magic. Since they've arrived, I've worn my Tecovis boots almost every day. I have the Annie in Midnight. I know you have the Annie in Bone. I do. But they make me feel so powerful because, of course, it is my dream to be a cowgirl. Yes, I know this about you. But I also know (laughs) you've told me that you wear them while you write your book. I do. I wear them all the time because I also wear them when I get dressed up or when I'm sitting at my dress recording the podcast because they make me feel so bold and brave and like I can do anything no matter how I style them. Tecovis has carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality that you find in a great pair of cowboy boots, but they've innovated on comfort, style, and service with boots for men and women handmade from the most premium leathers. And if you dream of being cowgirls like us or you're already Western to your core, Tecovis is the perfect brand to start with because they believe in Western for all. They don't only offer their handmade boots, but all sorts of head-to-toe Western staples. Perfect jeans to go with your boots, pearl snaps, bandanas, and cowboy hats. You name it and they'll get you outfitted. And if you can't make it into a store, Tecovis delivers the most premium quality and most comfortable Western goods right to your door. So visit tecovis.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. And as a special opportunity for our listeners, Tecovis has said that they will throw in one of their best-selling trucker hats or ball caps for free into any minimum purchase of $100 on tecovis.com. Just use the code Gilmore at checkout. That's G-I-L-M-O-R-E. It's about a $30 value and they sell fast, so they're always new styles and looks. Again, for a limited time, just enter code Gilmore at checkout to add a free logo hat to your order as a one-time gift from Tecovis. Only at tecovis.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and point your toes west. So this is one that when this song came out, I think that this changed people's perspective on Rory a little bit. Mm Mm-hmm. Because we know people don't really love Roy Gilmore. She's pretty widely hated. hated. <laughs> you make a video about disliking her on TikTok, it will go viral. It is true. Until I feel like the song Nothing New came out on Red Taylor's version. It mm-hmm. was one of the vault songs. And in it she says, uh, how can a person know everything at 18 and nothing at 22? Mm-hmm. Will you still want me when I'm nothing new? That 
people started making edits of Rory to that song, and all of the comments were like, wait, am I Rory Gilmore? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, she is kind of relatable in that regard. I think that we love to hate on her and then forget about the fact that we also make mistakes and that when we were her age, we were certainly far from perfect. None of us are perfect now. But like, like, hello. I think most of the people who hate Rory Gilmore probably could relate to her the most of all of the characters like yeah she's like the golden child who like felt like she had to be perfect she like burnt out ex-gifted kid Mm -hmm. like there's so much to her that like you know goes into how she felt and it's kind of easy to hate her because so she doesn't externalize her like internal life a lot because Mm -hmm. with Lorelai we get all of her feelings you know she's like very vocal about how she feels but not so much worry so you can kind of pin a lot of things on her that she's kind of like feelings list a lot of the times that she doesn't feel any sort of remorse for things Mm -hmm. so when people started putting this song like that you could clearly see Rory feeling this way they were like oh do I Mm. sympathize with Rory Gilmore and it's like (laughs) yeah Rory Gilmore sympathizer yeah (laughs) no oh no is she like me Mm -hmm. it's like yeah I think she is a little bit like you I think she's a little bit like all of us I think that people like you said love to hate on her because they can probably really relate to her yeah unfortunately yeah and I think that that's like the thing about Taylor's music is that like you can take this person that maybe you hate you realize this song is about them and it's also about you and you're like yikes (laughs) do I hate me um um, one that you might know so i picked out one from 1989 oh specifically with jess and rory in mind okay to see what your thoughts are which is all you had to do was stay oh for sure had me in the palm of your hand man why'd you have have to go go and shut me out when i let let you in in. yeah i know now you say you want it back now but it's just too late Mm -hmm. well it could have been easy yeah all you had to do was stay I felt like you would like that one because I like, love... that's literally like the whole arc of their relationship. I know it's just totally all you had to there do. There are a lot stay. of songs that Taylor has written that I could equate to the relationship between Jess and Marie. Yeah, especially when and... it comes to like all you had to do is stay. Yeah, it would have been fun if you could have been the one. Like there are so uh, oh, the list goes on exactly because my favorite thing about all you had to do is stay is that Taylor Swift writes sad lyrics to upbeat songs. That's <laughs> so very like... true because all you had to do. Was... All You Had to Do Was Stay is a very catchy song. It's like, I would like walk through the streets of yeah. New York to it. It's a Shoulders bop. Shoulders going. Literally. Head tilting. And meanwhile, and if you like, actually break down the lyrics, if you were to take it out and put it in the poetry book that we are giving Jess Mariano, you would be like, wow. Wow. Shit. <laughs> yeah. You okay, girly? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Truly. Like you said, though, the one. Mm-hmm. That's Jess Mariano. Mm-hmm. Would have been fun. If you could have been the one. Mm-hmm. I thought I saw you at the bus stop. I didn't, though. Yep. Oh, I also love that song. It's also upbeat. It's one of one it's of my favorite songs. It's not it's not quite as upbeat, but it reminds me of that. Is it Gypsy that he's talking to when he like turns around and sees and the girl says, with the brown hair? Yeah, she cut her hair. Yeah, yeah. It's not and her. He's like, what do you mean? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Grumpy Jess. She goes, okay, so my mistakes. I know. Speaking of Jess, though, this one made me laugh when these were ones that people submitted. Was someone said, "No body, no crime" from evermore Mm -hmm. was just having shane killed instead of breaking up with her (laughs) because we said that (laughs) that's hilarious no body no crime is a song that i think that paris would sing about like somebody she killed for rory because she's such a loyal friend but i never ever thought about no body no crime being about (laughs) just killing shane because honestly not no we're all wondering where she went that's hilarious whoever submitted that 
gorgeous no notes thanks thanks bestie um the other one that paris like that i don't have written down that like just feels like duh is paris is the man if i were a man then i'd be the man oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah for sure perfect perfect for her um and then i have one more from um 1989 okay you, which is you are in love um which is lorelei and luke you are in love mm-hmm. we're in a snow globe dancing round and round you keep a picture of me in your office downtown i don't know that song it's from 1989 it might have been a bonus track. I think it was probably a bonus track. You can hear it in silence. You can hear it on the way home. Okay. You can hear it with the lights out. You were in love. Mm-hmm. True love. Yeah, that feels very much like them. Like when they're, this, it's the snow globe dancing round and round moment when they walk outside and it's snowing because she smells the snow. And yeah, women of questionable there. morals. I know. Yeah. Love. Oh, just love. I, I, yeah, I do think that is a bonus it track. It must I be, guess. yeah, because I don't yeah. remember that one. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, what a, a bummer. One. I know. You'd, I missed you'd, out. You'd love. You'd love. Um, but, of course, the one that I can't not mention is Champagne Problems. Yes. Which is everyone Logan associates and that one. Logan and Rory. Because we were talking about this off pod about Champagne Problems. And I said, that's obviously Logan and Rory. And you said that could also be Lorelai and Luke. Yeah. And I was listening to it today. And... Not really? no, I was. Yeah. Not no, but I think the part of the song, no crowd of friends applauded, your hometown skeptics called it champagne problems. problems. So like the hometown skeptics of it all makes me like, you know, he's kind of an outsider, whereas I feel like Luke is not an outsider. He is also a hometown skeptic. Yeah. I feel like it also could apply to Chris. For sure. Lorelai. For sure. Because it's like the hometown skeptics. That's Oh God, that's uh that's the welcome Citizens wagon. Of Stars Hollow. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But speaking to that, mm-hmm. something that a lot of people consider when it comes to Taylor Swift is like which albums are which people and how they associate. It kind of seems to break off in Rory's Folklore and Lorelai's Evermore, despite the fact that Champagne Problems is on Evermore. Yeah. Because like that's it's it's just so hard to not see Rory and Logan in that because of the way that season seven goes. Truly. It's about someone who's proposing and there's a line about being on your knees instead of just being on one knee mm-hmm. and asking. It's like almost like you're begging. Um, and I feel like that's so Chris and so Logan to as much as I don't like to compare the two of them. Mm-hmm. Like that's so them in that song. But to that effect, I feel like Evermore is Lorelai and Folklore is Rory. And um, we took a poll on it. Uh, back in September and it was pretty split like how people felt felt about it I think it went a little bit further it was like 59% of people said that Rory is folklore and Lorelai is evermore but the here's the thing I don't totally agree okay and I say that because I think both are like a very very solid blend of each of them Mm -hmm. and I don't think that evermore necessarily leans more towards Lorelai maybe depending on I mean you know her music more than I do this is just like my fresh take because I don't really know no, Evermore I love as a fresh well take. I know you do this is Evermore is one that I'm less familiar with folklore I've been listening to yeah. since it came out but you're a folklore girly in listening to Evermore today like with with a discerning ear you know not just yeah. like listening to it to be like oh do I like these songs because I tend to lean more towards folklore. why does that make my heart warm that you did such <laughs> that I did my homework yeah <laughs> not even that you did your homework but it just like every time you listen to Taylor Swift I'm just like 
I feel like we're closer now. Oh, good, good. <laughs> um, but these are just kind of like my knee-jerk reactions to okay. these songs, if I'm going through them. So Champagne Problems, of course, Logan and Rory. Right. Tis the Damn Season. What is your, like, what do you usually think of if you had to associate it with two characters or with a relationship or with any of the characters? Um, I always took it to be Lorelai, but mm-hmm. it does feel like Rory in the revival. It feels to me like Dean and Rory. Mm, I forgot about him. <laughs> Maybe I'll be so lucky. I, I never apply him to any of these songs because I like them. <laughs> yeah, of course. Of course. Um, but no, you're totally right. It that was is... like very Dean and Rory to me. Tis a damn season. And I'm staying at my parents' house and the yes. road not taken looks real good looks now. Looks real good now. <gasps> oh my God, you're right. right. You could oh call me God. babe for the weekend. <gasps> Like, oh my God, you can call me Candyman for the weekend. <laughs> truly. <laughs> like, I'm staying at my parents' house and the road not taken looks real good now. And it always leads to you and my hometown. My hometown. Oh, okay. Right? That's really unpacking a lot of things because I kind of am feeling like maybe Rory is more ever more than I considered. Or at least the people in her life. Because, like, tolerate it. Mm-hmm. Lindsay. Yes. Lindsay Forster. Yes. 100%. Because it's like, um, wait by the door like I'm just a kid, use my best colors for your portrait, lay the table with the fancy shit, and watch you tolerate it. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ivy, also, for me, Marty and Rory. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that was my controversial. That was, that was my knee-jerk reaction. What, is it, what do you, people usually say? No, people really love that song. Oh, I don't not love that song. I <laughs> no, just no, no. like I just I don't think that anyone would ever be like these two people in this song. Like, stop putting your roots in my dreamland, my house of stone, your ivy grows, and now I'm covered in you. Like he's yeah. so infatuated with her all of the yeah. time. My fatal flaw that makes you long to be magnificently cursed. He's in the room. Like he's in the room. He's watching her with Logan. Your opal eyes are all I wish to see. Ugh. But I feel like in that, in Ivy, there's an infectious that is returned. It's mm, like, okay, there's a fire in the dark and you started it. That like, there's like this implication that like, it's mutual. Like even, yeah, it's but like I almost think like that, something you don't want. But right. But I is. think that Marty always thought that it could be mutual, you know? I feel like maybe it's a little bit closer to Jess and Rory in season two of like, she's with Dean, but like. Jess is the ivy that's growing. Mm-hmm. He started the fire in the dark. Mm-hmm. But I, I could see Marty too. Yeah. I just feel like the girlies will be like, why would you say that about Ivy? Yes, I know. No, it's it's less like it it's less like ins- it meant to be an insult. It's more just yeah. like like when I was listening to the lyrics of just like, yeah, like you covered no, me totally in Ivy. It. Like he's so he's so infatuated with her and like can't yeah. seem to shake her off. So maybe it's shake it off. I don't know. Um, but like, you know, like he can't <laughs> seem no to no shake crime. her. So I don't know why that was like the, that was my knee jerk reaction to that's it. That's kind of all of the boys in regards to Rory Gilmore. None yeah, that's true. Shape her. That's true. What is their deal? That's I don't the know. Thing that we're always asking everyone because someone in like all of the the question boxes of songs related to the Gilmore Girls someone said me because no one ever gets over Rory Gilmore it's all yeah. about her all the time yeah of like, course fair. well speaking of Lori speaking of Rory Gilmore long story short is very her long story short but also I think that that's more Lorelai simply because Why? in the song she ends up with the guy that like she was supposed to be with like because long long story short it was the wrong guy yeah and it's like now yeah. I'm all about you I I could totally see that too but I think that it was like the like, this for me was um, 
and I fell from the pedestal right down the rabbit hole. Long story short, it was a bad time. Pushed from the precipice, clung to the nearest lips. Long story short, it was the wrong guy. Like, I could see that being about Lorelai and Chris and her being with him because she, like, clung to the first thing that she saw because it was safe, because she was trying to escape from everything with Luke. But, like, this is Rory's MO all the time. Yeah. When she's falling from grace, she always, like, clings to a guy. She has to. for sure. Because it's the line of, actually, I always thought I must look better in the rear view, missing Mm -hmm. me at the Golden Gates you once held the keys to. Mm -hmm. That's that's Chris to me. But that's also Rory. Like, I must look better in the rear view. Yes, also true. Oh, God, Uh, wow. We could really... All you do is stay. I know. (laughs) But it's it's the end when she says, and we live in peace, but if Mm -hmm. someone comes at us this time, I'm ready. Yes. That, like, there's, like, an assuredness that Rory doesn't have at the end. Yeah. That, like, but... Lorelai and Luke are more of a team mm-hmm. by the end of that song. Mm-hmm. Um, That's true. But, I totally, but the thing is, is like we could go, we could go back and forth all on these it. Ways. Yeah. yeah, because it could also be about Logan and Rory when Logan sleeps with all the bridesmaids, and it's like this big deal. It's this big like call into question. He's like, "Look, I fell from grace. I like you know caught the lips of somebody else, but I promise, yeah. like it's you and me." And he does follow through on yeah, that. I'm all about you. Yeah, mm, totally. The other thing from Evermore's Closure. Mm-hmm. That's a Max Medina song if I ever heard one. <laughs> I know, right? So that's why I'm like, that's a little Lorelai. But happiness felt very like Luke and Lorelai to me. Luke and Lorelai and Chris. Yes. Like, all of that. It's like when a good man hurts you and you know you hurt him too. Mm-hmm. Mm. Very true. That's true. That's that's partings. That's all of season seven yeah. between Luke and Lorelai. Very, very true. Dorothea, I couldn't like... You know, I, of course, like, didn't know if that was, like, the tandem song to Betty. And Betty is so Paris and Rory to me. But Dorothea felt like Lorelai and Rory to me. Aww. Like, when they're not speaking. Yeah. And she's like... You ever feel, like, tired for being known for who you know? You yeah. Know, you always know me. Yeah. Oh, that gets me. And then the <laughs> last one that might be, like, a weird take, but when I heard Marjorie... I thought of Richard and Rory and Rory walking through the house in the revival. Stop. Murder me. Like thinking about the fact that like he's still very much alive in this Whoa. house as she's starting to write this book as she sits at yeah. his desk. All your closets of backlog dreams and how you left them all to me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to need a minute. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that's. Oh, yeah. That, that one. That one got me. OK. Wow. Wow. I didn't think you were going to, I didn't know that's where you were going to go. Cause I was like, Marjorie, like grand, I don't really feel it. No, no. Richard, that's the thing is that I had to kind of take myself out of like the, <laughs> yeah. But like, that's the thing is I had to kind of take myself out of the like gender roles because like you said, right. I think that oftentimes these can be equated to romantic relationships and sometimes it's not really about that. It's about yeah. friendship. It's about parental relationships. It's, you know, it's it's about, like I said, Marty and Rory, like not a romantic relationship at all, but someone pining yeah. for somebody else. Oh, I went into this whole thing being like, this is this is a Lorelai album. This is Lorelai. But this does feel and more there Rory. And there are strokes of Lorelai in here. But when I was yeah. listening, when I was listening, I was like, I don't. I don't hear yeah. just Lorelai. And in the same way with Folklore, let's get into that because I know that album significantly more. Because I do think this is a very, very strong Rory album for sure. I but love I think how there are a lot of you are in this also. Oh, I really you. thought this was going to be a me thing. But I you know. Were so... Yesterday we were like, is Haley just going to talk at Tara the entire for time? Four hours. <laughs> 
straight and we're gonna have to pare it down <laughs> no 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 no. i i that's I why love. i did my homework because i was like oh, obviously i had I'm a lot dying. to say about folklore but i wanted to kind of like speak to the folklore evermore movement that has that yeah. has plagued the the fandom because i was like I didn't really love Evermore when it came out and I have a deeper appreciation for it now, but it's not like my first go-to. Like I would grab for folklore before I would grab for Evermore. And in listening to these songs, I feel like it really made me go like, no, I don't think this is necessarily a Lorelei album. I think that there is a lot of Rory in here. They're both there. Yeah, but it's They're a both lot of there. Yeah. Um, but with Folklore, I feel the same. It's like, it's literally a combination of both. So the yeah. one, of course, we just spoke to is Jess and Rory. When you think of Cardigan, who do you think of? Probably Luke and Lorelai. I think of Jess and Rory. Oh, well, I did set Jess and Rory, like the phone call at graduation. Mm-hmm. I put Cardigan behind that on oh, my you TikTok. Did? Okay. Yeah. It's All very I, emotional. I, yes. Peter I mean, losing Wendy, leaving like a father, running like water. Leaving like a father. Leaving like a father. Like that's just Mariana. Like a father. Like a father. <laughs> my father. Um, like when you are young, they assume you know nothing. That is but just Mariano. You. Yes. I think it's almost like the conclusion of the song is more Luke and Lorelai mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and the songs themselves. Like, long story short, it is Rory. Yeah. But like the conclusion of it is, is Lorelai. Yeah. It's like, but when I felt like I was an old cardigan under someone's bed and you put me on and said I was your favorite. Yes, Jess in season three, but like at the end of the day, that's Luke and Lorelai. Yeah, I think though it's it's more Jess. I think it's more Jess because it's like he always felt abandoned by other people. Oh, you know, bring in just being abandoned. Right? You know, that breaks my heart. I know it does. You know, I can't stand that. I, know. I think that's why it speaks more Jess and Marie to me, but I could totally see the Luke and Lorelai of it all. Yeah. So Last Great American Dynasty, I feel like that is a song that would be sung about Logan and Rory had Logan and Rory gotten together. Like actually. <gasps> like after the affair? Mm-hmm. Like the scandal, mm-hmm. oh! Like because it never screams heard this take before. I it love. screams very like hilariously because this is not American. It screams very like Diana, Charles, Camilla triangle if they were Americans, mm. and you know, like there goes the last great American dynasty. And I feel like that would be Logan and Rory getting together, and maybe like Logan. <laughs> I want to say Logan, Logan dying, dies. but like God, you've I also like spoken to that. You've also spoken to that at <laughs> the end of the dying a lot. <laughs> uh, at the end of the series. It's like who yeah. knows if she never showed up, what could have been, you know? Yeah, because I think a lot of people are like, uh, what's her name? Oh my God, Emily and the revival when she like buys yeah. that house on the beach, and it's like she's now, you know, I see that Rebecca Harkness. Mm-hmm. I see on that. Holiday House. Yeah. I heard a rumor that Taylor Swift was selling Holiday House, and I hope it's not true because oh. I don't have enough money to buy it because I want it. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. Exile, I feel, is Dean and Rory. Mm. When they get back together. Okay. But also a little bit in season one. He's in exile. Like, no one wants to talk to him because they all think he broke her heart. I also feel like it could be a little bit when they end things uh, in season three because mm. the whole, like, Part of that song is I gave so many signs. Mm-hmm. I never like you never even gave a sign. Mm-hmm. I gave so many mm-hmm, signs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's like it's back and forth of that of like you are my town. Now I'm an exile seeing you yeah. out that the whole mm-hmm. point is like she gave him so many signs and he says he never saw any signs. Yeah. And what was Rory doing if not like I mean, we've talked about before. She should have ended things if she didn't want to be with him. Um, but she gave him so many signs. Yeah. 
Yeah. That boy saw all of them and then he just ignored them all. Mm-hmm. He said, is that a sign? Can't read. Mm-hmm. <laughs> totally. So that's why I... I see it. I totally see that being the two of them. Also, maybe in in the vein of not making everything about boyfriends, maybe a little bit about Emily and Lorelai. Oh, yeah. Now I'm in you exile seeing you out. Yep. Yeah. Ooh. I gave so many signs and never saw any signs. Dang. Yep. Having two different conversations. Absolutely. Yeah. My tears ricochet. Very Lorelai and Luke after their breakup in season seven. <sighs> like, you're the hero flying around saving face. And if I'm dead to you, why are you at the wake? You know? Lyrically, this is one of her best songs mm-hmm. of all of them. If I'm dead to you, why are you at the wake? Haunts yeah. me. Because, like, I can't tell you how many situations I've been in with friends, with, like, former partners. Like, where it's like, okay, if if I am such a horrible person, if I did you so dirty, why are you at the wake? Yeah. Why are you here? Yeah. It's so real. Mirrorball, I think, could be about Lorelai or Rory, but I would pick Rory. Yeah, I th- I feel like Lorelai is more who she is all the time. Yeah. Um, Whereas I feel like Rory is adaptable. Not that Rory's like a chameleon or anything, but like could yeah. be. Um, mm. I I have like a hard time calling her that because I feel like in the set, it depends on what situation they're in. Because I think that some ways Lorelai is Mirrorball, like with... Like, she goes to her parents' house, mm-hmm. but she's with Luke. And, like, when she's with Chris, she's different because it's, like, I'm yeah. still on that ti- I'm still on that tightrope. I'm still trying everything to get you laughing at me. I'm still a believer, yeah. but I don't know why. I've never been a natural. All I do is try, try, try. Mm-hmm. Where I feel like Lori... Lori. We keep saying Lori. I know. <laughs> Take a shot every time we say Lori. Um, but Rory, I feel like she is a natural. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's not that she's not try, try, trying. It's yeah. just she doesn't really ever have to try. The The line that gets me is, I can change everything about me to fit in. You're not like mm-hmm. the regulars. Like, she, I, I feel like this is a song that would be about Rory from the perspective of someone who's infatuated with her, which is every man. Like, mm. they, they see her and they're just like, she makes them feel very special. Mm. I don't know. Interesting. Because I've always seen Mirabal from an internal perspective. Mm. Because, like, you have to know all the facets of yourself that is, like, spinning, shining, broken for everyone to um, admire. Yeah. Which yeah. maybe it's a little bit, like, Rory, end of season five, beginning of season six. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like it could go either way. It could go we a myriad of ways. We could talk ourselves into any of True. them. Literally. Um, I didn't have one for seven. Um, it just made me Lane and Rory. Yeah. Sweet tea in the summer. Cross yes. my heart. Won't tell no other. Yes. August for me was Rory and Jess, but actually Rory the first couple that came to me, <laughs> the first couple that came to mind was um, Paris and Jamie. Ooh. Because they get together at the end of the summer. It is like kind of cheating. Mm-hmm. That's true. Because um, you were never mine. Because you were never mine. Yeah. But I felt like it was more of um, like them at the beginning of their relationship of like, why did I ever think that this was going to happen yeah. You were never actually mine. This was just like a summer thing. And what do they say? Living for the hope of it all. Living for the Cancel hope of it all. Just but like, in case you'd call. Yes. And that's very Justin Rory face off. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But it was, um, will you call me when you're back at school? Yeah. Feels very Jamie in Paris, you know? So uh, I, I was but thinking like, that 
I had you. I kind of feel like sometimes it's like the like the August girl because you know it's like the love triangle of like James, Betty, and August. Mm-hmm. Um, that I feel like the August girl in regards to Gilmore Girls a lot of the time is the boys. Mm-hmm. It's like Jess is like the August girl. Like what you call when you're back at school. I remember thinking I had you. Yeah, Dean too. Like. Dean at the beginning of season five, mm-hmm. just living for the hope of it all, hoping that his Ivy League girlfriend will be at all interested in him. And yeah. then like Logan in the revival. Yes. Paul, when you go back to the United States after you are in London for our affair. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very <laughs> living true. Living for the hope of it all. Truly. Hoping she's going to be okay with being the girl at the Savoy. Truly. This is me trying feels very Logan Rory. Like, I just wanted you to know this is me trying. Yeah. Because he's he is trying. Yeah, I don't. I always think of Jess when I hear that. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I could see that as well. Trying. Yeah, I've been having a hard time adjusting. Had the shiniest wheels, now they're rusting. Uh huh. I didn't know if you cared if I came back. I have a lot of regrets about that. That's very very fair. I could see that. Illicit affairs, Dina Murray. That's the thing about illicit affairs. <laughs> Rory has so many of them. She has so many. <laughs> Dina Murray, Logan and Rory. I mean, yeah, very Jess very and real. Rory not not really but like you know there's no perfume but yeah definitely not yeah invisible string is very lorelei and luke to me oh i i've been in such in my luke feels lately and i think it's because i'm trying to find for our besties because i know a lot of them are readers Mm -hmm. of like books that feel like luke and Mm lorelei so when i read i've been like getting in my Luke feels and i just watched um say something when luke comes out and or she calls Luke on the phone and he comes over and breaks into her house. And it's just like it, you know, mm-hmm. I'm just I've been feeling such romantic vibes for Luke. Love. So All Invisible right. String. It's just like when they're talking in, um, as we like to know, it's the scene right before the scene that I watch before we get on with Logan and Mitchum yelling mm-hmm. at each other. Mm-hmm. When they're talking about being at the beach and maybe being there at the same time, they're like, I remember that guy. I remember being there. Like, do you think we were there at the same time? Yeah. And so that feels like that, where it's just like they were in the t- same town together mm-hmm. and they never really met, but they eventually got there. Mm-hmm. And after all these years, for some reason, they didn't talk about marriage for 10 years. Mm-hmm. But they they ended up together. Yeah. Because there's one single thread of gold that ties Tied them to, you. to each other. Yeah. For real. I love it. I feel it. Mad Woman, the sentiment of it, maybe not necessarily like the nitty gritty of the lyrics, but it reminds, like it speaks very Lorelai to me of, in in the sense that when Luke decided, we're not going to get married until, you know, I have everything set up with April. And it's like, he was the reason why she keeps getting pushed further and further away and then comes to him with this ultimatum and he's like I don't like ultimatums and she's like well you fucking drove me here you literally drove the car dropped me off and kept driving without me and now you're asking me why I'm upset because you literally did this you did this you drove me here yeah you know so the sentiment of mad woman maybe not in in full but yeah no but like in looking at the lyrics I was like it's not necessarily that like it's not necessarily that these lyrics remind me of the situation of Lorelai and Luke. It's like, it's the idea of like being made to feel crazy. Yes. And I think that and he like, did that to you her. Call me crazy. Yeah. Every crazy. time you call me crazy, I get more crazy. What about when you that? say I seem angry, I get more angry. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. So, oh. oh my God, you're right. Cause I've never really known where to put that song. Cause sometimes I feel like it's Lorelai with her parents. Like, yeah. In like, both both ends Mm -hmm. 
Emily and Lorelai are both mad women oh God, at each for other. Real, for real. Um, but it's more of like the, you're right. It's Luke being like, you can't do this. Why are you upset? Yeah, why are like, you giving upset? Giving all these rules mm-hmm. and then being like, hey, yeah. why aren't you okay with everything happening exactly how it is? Yeah. Oh, I never mm-hmm. thought about that. Oh my God. It's also a little bit like, like some of it could also be attributed to Rory and Mitchum in that like, oh, she didn't really feel like she was given yeah. a chance and he's like, you know, you find something to wrap your noose around because like I wasn't, I didn't speak up enough. Okay, but I'm mm. an intern. Well, why didn't you speak up? Well, because I'm an intern. And he like yeah. he's just like picking he out reasons to say tasks. you don't got it. Yeah. You know, now I breathe flames that. each time I talk. I feel like that's and then people Ooh. say move on, move on. And this was like exactly what led her to quit school. So people are like, yeah. move on. He, his opinion doesn't matter. And she's like, he's Mitchum Huntsberger. Yeah. And she can't is. let go of it all the way through like the first half of season six. So Feels very much, love very much it. like love that, the too. Take. You know? Yeah. You. Betty, of course, like I said, worry in Paris. Peace to me is... Um, why is Betty worry in Paris? I don't want to make assumptions about why you changed your homeroom, but I think it's because of me. Like, mm. you know, it feels very much just like you've... He- I know that you've heard all of these things that I've said. Like, yeah, some of them are probably true. Like, it feels very much like, yeah, you know... you've heard the rumors Francie, from Yeah. Francie told you... Word, she says. Yeah. But this time it was true. Yes, I did talk to her, but I didn't do it like that. Yeah. You know, no, I, and of I course I know that there's like, it's like, it is a love, love story. Triangle. It's a yeah, love triangle. That's why I asked. Because a lot of, I mean, a lot of people think that there was yes. something between, at least on Paris's end. Exactly. So that's why I asked. Yeah. No, no, no. Not like that. It just felt more yeah. like from the friendship perspective of them. Like, yeah. but if I showed up at your party, would you have me? All your stupid friends. I feel like literally of all of Ori's friends, the only person that could say stupid friends and she wouldn't be offended Mm -hmm. is Paris. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) For real. Um, Peace to me is very love triangle between Luke, Chris, and Lorelai. Because Chris is always going to be in her life. Yeah. Would it be enough if I could never give you my life without Chris? Yeah, exactly. Like, you're never going to feel peaceful when Luke says, I'm never going to be okay with Christopher being in your life. And she says, I'm always going to have Christopher in my life. Yeah. You know, like, is it okay if I can never give you that peace? Yeah. He says, yes. The the whole Wedding Bell Blues Mm -hmm. storyline is like, he leaves because he's like, I don't know if I can do this. But he comes back because... He accepts it. Mm-hmm. And like Luke kind of says as much to Jess. He's like, you're dating her whole family. Yeah. So it's like, you it's have true. to recognize that it's always going to be there. It's true. <gasps> oh my God, you're so right. But I then on the flip so side, in season seven, it's almost the opposite. It's like Lorelai is essentially saying the same thing to him, to Chris, being like, would it be enough if I can never give you peace of mind knowing that I didn't choose you as a default just because Luke broke up with me, even though that is exactly what happened. But she that's doesn't exactly think that's what what's happened. happened. Yeah. Like she doesn't, she did not do that consciously. I don't think. You are my choice because I was not chosen. Mm-hmm. Oh, that hurts. Right. Why is all of this making me hurt for Gilmore Girls more? And that's know. the thing. You can like, you can like pull out all of these emotions that aren't necessarily like yeah. present yeah. immediately in the episode that you're watching and like yeah. just get so much deeper into it. Very oh, true. I love. And then hoax to me is very like, when it was, you know, screaming, stood on the cliffside, screaming, give me a reason, feels very fall, Lorelai, searching for mm. her purpose. Yeah. Um, But then don't want no other shade of blue but you feels very like Luke to Lorelai. 
Ah, uh, yeah. Because Lorelai is a shade of blue. She yeah. has Lorelai blue. I kind of feel like it's a little bit Logan, too. But it's like, he doesn't end up with the person. Yeah. Because it's like, you know, I left a part of me back in New York. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The hero died, so what's the movie for? You know, mm-hmm. it still hurts underneath my scars from when you pulled me apart. Mm. But what you did was just as dark. Mm-hmm. Could be Jess, New York. Oh, yeah. I just feel like it's a, it's a lot of it's a lot of characters who like have a lot of like, I feel like familial pain. Mm-hmm. Like it could be Logan, it could be Lorelai, mm-hmm. it could be Jess, mm-hmm. it could be Chris. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like let's we the list goes on and on. The <laughs> that's the thing, though, and that's kind of why I wanted to do this was because I was yeah. like, you know, I know a lot of people like to kind of like declare absolutes when it comes to these albums oh, and be sure. like, Evermore you know is Lorelai, folklore is worry, yeah. and I'm like, I don't think it's as black and white as as all that. As the cover of the Folklore album. Truly. Um, did you, have you heard the bonus deluxe track to to Folklore? folklore? I lakes? have. I have heard the lakes, but I don't know that song well enough. Like, I yeah. didn't hear it when I first listened to the album. So yeah, I don't. it didn't come out for a bit. It didn't, no. So I yeah. don't really know that song very well. Because I feel like it could be, it's definitely would be someone like, Jess and Rory or like Jess to Rory mm-hmm. or because it's take me to the lakes where all the poets went to die I don't belong and my beloved neither do you those Windermere peaks look like the perfect place to cry mm-hmm. um and I'm setting off but not without my muse mm-hmm. so I feel like it could be like in the same way that I'm trying to find Luke and Lorelai books for people to read I'm trying to find Jess and Rory ones and I feel like if Jess and Rory had like some fan fiction to them about like ending up together and like running off after season what's the end of that season season four yeah the lakes could apply to them because he like wanted her to run away yeah for sure and i for feel sure. like that that could be the two of them yeah i see it but you're right it's not as black and white no it's not I still... and and i would argue that like if we if we threw the two albums together the two the sister, sister albums, albums together together i really feel like it would be a mixed bag of both. Like you could literally separate out songs and it would be a perfect blend of each album. So that's my hot take. That's my fresh take. No, I like that. Even like going through this, I'm like, yeah, there's a lot more mixed in. And Mm -hmm. I didn't think it was quite so like cut and dry. No, of course not. No, I know. I think it's more of like the vibe of folklore feels more Rory, feels more like, um, I don't know, like literary pining. Well, it's also a little bit more like, um, not a beat, but it has that very like, I don't even want to say youthful. I, I there's just feel a little, a little youthful. youthful, whereas yeah. like Evermore feels a little more um mature. mature. And it comes out immediately with Willow, yeah. with um, That's My Man, and it just feels like Rory never got to that place. Right. So I think that like right off the bat, it's like Jess Mariano. Lorelai and Luke exactly you're right it sets the tone you're right but they're all mixed up but I still think I still believe I'm still a believer but I don't know why um that Rory is folklore and Lorelai is evermore (laughs) yeah I I I disagree but that's also I don't know the the songs as well as you do I haven't listened to it's more of a vibe for real it's less about like specifics you know yeah because going through them I'm like I 1000% it's kind of like the same thing with Max it's like I'm 1000% agree but no (laughs) no for sure and and interestingly because I think that I also disagree because Folklore is an album that I love more and I love the character of Lorelai more yeah you're a Lorelai girl I am and a Folklore girl so it makes sense so when people were like Lorelai's Evermore I was like how absolutely dare you (laughs) it was like some sort of random insult to me yeah it felt like a personal attack and I was like no would you say that you're a folklore girl more than you are a 1989 girl Mm -hmm. 
1989 represents a very different part of my life. Like yeah. I loved 1989 when it came out. I think I've spoken to this on the pod that I used to walk to work because I would walk oh, from yeah. 59th Columbus Circle to 59th and Madison, which is a hall. And I would listen to the album and I would walk and it would just make me feel like I was I was in New so York. Good. Like I, it was like yeah. my first year there and it has a very special place in my heart. But folklore to me feels more my speed as to who I am now um, yeah. stylistically. When I listen to 1989, though, it feels very nostalgic. Like, it'll instantly take me back to those walks, which is yeah. cool. I love it. And I, I just love how, like, truly how in-depth you went for all of these songs. Thank you. Because I was, I was so convinced that this whole episode, because as we were talking about yesterday, it was like, we were like, is this just going to be Haley talking for Literally. two hours Tara? I genuinely was like, it probably will be. And I was cool with it. I mean, yeah. <laughs> but I was like, no, you should probably have something to say. You also yeah. host this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you do you're right but like that's the thing is like you're not a I think that it comes off sometimes that like I'm an obsessive Swifty with like Taylor Swift stamped on my organs whereas like you just like are not interested in her at all but totally like, you're totally a fan I yeah I like her music like I've said before I'm not like anti-Taylor and I feel like that's the stereotype that needs to be broken is like if you don't love Taylor Swift you must not like Taylor Swift and I have to say this please don't take offense to this but I do credit some of that to the Taylor Swift fandom when they're like oh you're not obsessed with Taylor Swift then you're not like you don't like Taylor and I'm like that's not what I said at all (laughs) and I don't get that vibe from you but I have gotten that before where they're like Tara's not a Swifty and I'm like that doesn't mean I don't like her I just I'm not like I don't I'm not like I'm not waiting for Midnight's to come out, nor do oh. I like disparage anybody who's waiting for Midnight's to come out. Like, it's just like not me who asked you if we could not record on Friday. Literally, <laughs> I saw your, your story last night that cracked me up. I was like, not no, she did not no. not ask me to yeah. do this. Um, but I fully understand. And the, I think the thing about that that, you know, I've recognized about myself is that I don't do that over anybody. Yeah, I have an obsessive personality and I'm totally fine with that. It's yeah. taken me a long time to be okay with that. Oh yeah, for but sure. But it's like, and a lot of time it's because people like kind of make fun of you for it. Like mm-hmm. even like when what we do, like with the, the pod and like the association that I have with Taylor Swift, people still like, you know, they like to come for me with of that. Of course, and it's like, of course. And again, that's something I don't get down with. I'm like, guys, no. <laughs> so what? Love what you love. A lot of people responded to the, um like songs like that you associate Gilmore Girls and Taylor Swift they just wrote ew and I was like to okay. quote Taylor Swift like the worst kind of person is someone who makes you feel bad dumb or stupid for being excited about something yeah for sure so it's like that's really all I have to say to that yeah yeah again we recognize that not everybody in the Gilmore Girls fandom likes Taylor Swift that's why of we course. did this episode because we were like let's you know let's have one nice solid episode dedicated to yeah, it for and the, then for the Swifties who love yeah and the the Swifties who are the Gilmore girlies shaking hands between them yeah exactly exactly so I'm glad that we did this today this was a lot of fun I'm really excited for Midnight's to come out I know you are but a lot of people did ask if I could get Tara to listen to Midnight's and force her to talk about it in relationship to Gilmore Girls but I was like no oh I love you for that no (laughs) I don't feel like that's the point like this this was fun because these are albums that you love but I feel like making you try to enjoy something in the same way that everyone else does Mm. that's that's never gonna be the way that you get someone to enjoy something ever because if I'm being honest something that I don't love is when people try to force me to join 
anything. Like when it I actually makes you to listen me... to all too well. <laughs> That's true. I was like, I'll listen to it at some point, but I need to, I, yeah. I, I like to enjoy things on my own terms. Yeah. And I think a lot of people like that as well. At the right time. Yeah. I will listen to Midnight's. I'm, I'm excited to hear new yeah. music of hers. It's just not something that I, like I said, that I'm like waiting for. And again, I don't disparage those who are. I think that's awesome. Be excited about what you're excited about. I think that's cool. But you know what I do love about the idea of Midnight's? And I know nothing about it. You've just told me like, oh, short red hair is is very Midnight's. And I'm like, oh, cool. Awesome. But what I love about it is that it's, I don't know, you're so funny. Um, But I I think your nails, your your navy sparkly nails are very Midnight's. Yeah, Um, I did get Midnight's nails. But I feel like it's um, such a great precursor to like spooky season. I, I don't know. know if it has anything to do with spooky season. Well, no one does. No one's heard any songs from this, but it it's called Midnight's. It's about the middle of the night. It yeah, feels spooky. That's spooky. Middle of the night is spooky. Dark is spooky. Well, I, what I thought you were going to say is that someone had called, like, in relation to your hair being Midnight's, which for some reason I said that, that they called your hair the Terra Clara Chop. Oh my God. When you told me that, I almost died. I was crying because everyone was saying that you should dress up as Clara for Halloween. For Halloween. Guys, don't tempt me. I will make. Don't threaten her with a good time. I don't like, threaten that's... me with a good time. I will make. I will make Brett dress up as Jess, and he will insult and the me all night. Carnival. Yes. <laughs> no, but you did show Brett your hair, and he liked it. But he totally did. It wouldn't be a bad Halloween costume because yeah. I know that you guys were thinking of maybe being Luke and Lorelai. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but I think Clara and Jess might be a little bit better. Yes, um, I agree. But speaking of Halloween costumes. Next week, Mm. in the same way that last week was Max Week, this week has been Music Week, we are going to have a Halloween spooky week on the pod. Yes. I'm very excited. If you have any takes on what you would have liked to see in like a fan fiction Halloween special episode of Gilmore Girls, we would love to hear your thoughts because we're going to kind of... I don't know, come up with some like, I don't know, costumes that people would have been, who we think people would have dressed up as. Yeah. I don't know. I'm spectacular and stars hollow. Exactly. Exactly. What kind of events they would have hosted. I was just about to say, what events would they have for Halloween? I just would love to hear our besties thoughts on that. I always love hearing them because it always opens up my perspective. So, um, yeah, so I'm excited until next time, until next time. If you have more for us to consider, unpopular opinions, spicy takes, things you think we're forgetting, or you just want to say hi, give our voicemail a call at 860-578-4653. That's 860-578-4653. Did we want to talk about us being dumb? No, that's okay. Okay, great. We can talk about it in another episode. (laughs)